food where we talk about true crime and scandals every wednesday every wednesday we're here for you I can't hope, get rid of us i hope you're here for us this needs to be mutual guys you need to show up for us and we'll show up for you yes <laughs> so today mm-hmm. i have an unsolved mystery that became a solved mystery <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Because every podcast that I listened to while researching this, it was still unsolved. It was still unsolved, and now here we are. Well, it's still kind of unsolved. They haven't found her killer, but they found out who she is. Well, that in itself is a huge. That's a huge advancement, leaps and bounds. What are we talking about today? Today we got the Lady of the Dunes. Ooh. So it was after six p.m. on a Friday, July twenty sixth, nineteen seventy four, when twelve year old. Leslie Metcalf was at Race Point Dunes in Providence, Massachusetts. She was with her parents hiking back to Providence Land Visitor Center after a day at a dune shack with some friends. So a dune shack is like a little beach house, but it's like a shack. Okay. Yeah. It's a not so fun beach house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On the hike back, one of the friend's dogs, which was a beagle. Beagle. that, That felt like it was important information to know it was a beagle. You know, they find things. Yeah. So the beagle followed them back. You know, a normal beach walk. But the dog had picked up a scent and started barking. And Leslie followed the dog to see what it was barking at. That's when she encountered a gruesome scene. Initially, Leslie thought that she was looking at a dead deer due to the discoloration of the skin. Ooh. Yeah. And she stepped back and saw the whole figure. She made out legs and feet and hair pulled back into a ponytail. Leslie and her family doubled back to the dune shack to let everyone know what they had found. They also took a friend's jeep to locate some park rangers. So what she had discovered was a nude woman who was laying face down on half of a beach blanket like she was asleep with her hands buried in the sand. The deceased had a blue bandana and a pair of regular jeans folded neatly underneath her head. She had also had long auburn hair and her toenails were painted a real bright pink. So she was obviously taken care of. Like right. She was She was in good condition for being in bad condition. It wasn't like she was someone like living on the streets. Yeah, no. The autopsy took place on Saturday, July 27th, 1974. What that concluded was she was approximately 5 foot 6 and 145 pounds with auburn hair that was tied into a ponytail. She was estimated to be between 25 and 40 years old, and she was described as having an athletic build. Due to decomposition, they could not determine her eye color. So after you die, Mm -hmm. blood stops flowing, and your eyes just kind of glaze over and turn like a gray color. Okay. That usually happens like, that can happen as quickly as 24 hours after you die, so it's not an uncommon thing. Gotcha. I'm going to picture her with green eyes. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, too, because she had auburn hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going for an Irish queen. Hell yeah. (laughs) So the woman was nearly decapitated. Oh. Yeah. One side of her head had been crushed, Mm. and she was missing both of her hands, so. That's why her hands were buried. Her hands were 
quote buried under the sand because both of her hands were gone so they i guess whoever found her thought like her hands were buried in the sand yeah but that she really just didn't have hands she really didn't have hands because i'm not gonna lie like i'll put my hands in the sand yeah if i'm laying on the beach like laying on your belly yeah you just kind of yeah i get that but not only Mm. were both of her hands gone but she was missing one of her forearms she was also missing many of her teeth when it comes to her teeth the investigators could tell that she was really well kept due to the amount of dental work that she had had Mm -hmm. existing in her mouth um they said that that ranged anywhere between five thousand to ten thousand dollars worth of dental work Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money in dental work Mm -hmm. i'm lucky if i have a hundred dollars worth of dental work that's a lot of money nowadays for dental work it really back then oh i know it's speculated that these missing parts were to hide her identity. Mm-hmm. She had been she had been there for about two weeks, and police oh, theorized that there was no struggle and that she most likely knew her attacker or had been asleep when she died. She had been there for two weeks? She had been there for two weeks. And uh, no one so, smelt her or anything on a beach? I was thinking about that, too. But I listened to... I'll, 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 get, I'll get it. Okay, you'll get yeah. Okay, we'll get, we'll get there. Okay. The body, so the discovery of the body was just yards away, yards away from a road, and only a mile away from the Provincetown police station. And if you're like me, you're wondering how no one found her sooner (laughs) because of the smell. (laughs) Well, I have answers for you, and those answers come from episode 240, The Lady of the Dunes, a morbid podcast, where they talk about how the smell of the ocean in that area is generally gnarly, and people are just used to that smell. Oh, so basically they were in swamp-ass, nasty ocean water. Yeah, because the girls from Morbid, they're from... Northern. That area. area. So they were just saying that the beach in that area just smells horrible. You're not going to crystal blue... Yeah, Clean not not water. going to the the ocean that you were just at, where the oh um, yeah, where I, she meant where I was just at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that did not smell like death. No, can confirm. And honestly, if you're never going to catch me in Provincetown Beach, you're not you'll never catch me in those waters. Because I will say, if it smells anything close to a uh, decomposing body, I will never go in that because that sounds like oh walking uti kidney infection bladder infection skin infection how many dead bodies are in those waters for it to just smell like that i mean girls are morbid you need to answer these questions for us why does it smell like that tell me you guys have the research team and the funds to find out right we do not you're a little (laughs) bit more advanced and closer to the area than we are from a baby pod we want to know. Please. XOXO. Little Devil's food. <laughs> At the scene, the sand and the beach blanket were not disturbed, suggesting that the body was possibly moved to the specific spot where she was found. No other evidence was found by extensive searches of the dunes. So the woman that was found was buried in October 1974 when the case went cold. Mm. So... They found her. They were like, we can't figure out who she is. We don't know what's happened. So we're just going to bury her, which is fine. Well, I mean, what else? Really? Yeah. I mean, if they don't have anything, you can't just have her sitting in the morgue for 20 years. Nope. That doesn't happen. No. Unfortunately. So it wasn't until 1979 when the first facial reconstruction of the woman was created with clay. 
1980, her body was exhumed for further examination. However, no further details were uncovered. When they reburied her, they kept her skull out, and I couldn't find too much information on why they did so other than to get a better idea of a facial structure for better reconstruction. Okay. That was the only thing that I can... Yeah. Then she was exhumed again in March of 2000 for DNA testing. In May of 2010, they completed a CT of the skull, a, a CAT scan, mm-hmm. yeah, of the skull. I <laughs> figured I'd throw that out there. Uh, to generate images that would most closely resemble her. Those images were then used by the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children to get her face out there mm-hmm. so people can know, hey, we're still looking for we're this still person. Looking. We're still trying to figure out what happened. Well, I mean, it, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, exhuming a body is, from what I've heard, extremely expensive. It is. It's expensive. not like an easy task to do. It's expensive. There's court orders involved. You have to get yeah. um, a grave digger. You have to get a vault company mm-hmm. because they're in a vault. They're in a vault. Those things yeah. are heavy. So the fact that they did it multiple times. They're committed. They were committed. They were trying. They thought they kept, they had something to work on. So pat, on the, them. pat on the back. Yeah. So many leads came from their facial reconstruction, um, such as in 1987, a Canadian woman told a friend that she had saw her father strangle a woman in Massachusetts around 1972. And another woman Jesus. told police that the reconstruction looked like her sister who went missing in Boston in 1974. So they were getting some leads. Mm-hmm. They were doing the thing. Uh, I think that woman who saw her father strangle somebody probably should have said something. A long time ago. Right. It's, this isn't like, say, see something, say nothing, and drink to forget. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> no. So we're going to jump ahead to 2022, where she was exhumed again. 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 And sent to a company called Authorum, which is a corporation specializing forensic genetic genealogy. The help, and they help solve unsolved murders, disappearances, and identification of unidentified decedents or murder victims. I love that. Yeah. So they used the remains to create a DNA profile to identify distant relatives. So they pretty much created her a genealogy report and was like, we're going to find the next closest person to her. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how they found out. In the past few years, it seems like there's been a lot of solved cases. Well, not solved cases, but people who were not identified for like decades. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting identifications because of things like this. Well, that I think same, it's amazing. That same company is the company that helped with the Golden State Killer. Love that. Yeah. I want to cover him one day. One day. Well, we'll get to him. We'll get to him because that's... I love that. So on October 31st, 2022, the FBI office in Boston announced that the Lady of the Dunes was identified as Ruth Marie Terry. Now, Ruth Marie Terry was born September 8, 1936, in Whitewell, Tennessee, to Johnny and Ava Terry. After her divorce in 1957, Ruth left Whitewell, I can't talk today. She left Whitewell to work at the Fisher Body Automotive Plant in Livonia, Michigan. In 1958, she gave birth to her son, Richard, but was unable to care to him, mm. care for him due to financial difficulties. Ruth allowed the superintendent of her workplace, also named Richard, Hanchett, to adopt her son, and in return, he paid off all of her existing debt. After the adoption was finalized, Ruth left and moved to California. So, she she was in poverty. Yeah. 
1972, Ruth reached out to her son, but he was unable to meet her due to a drug overdose that left him in a coma for 18 days. Oh, my God. And then on February 16th, 1974, Ruth married a man named Guy Rockwell Moldovan, who was an antique dealer out of Reno, Nevada. Now, Moldovan became a prime suspect in 2022. However, he had passed away in 2002. He was, a sus- he was also a suspect for many disappearances, but we'll have to deep dive on him later because there was a lot going on with him. Oh, so he's like actually like really shady. It wasn't just like, oh, the husband. Yeah, no, he was legitimately shady. Like he oh. had other wives that had gone missing okay. or died. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the murder, the murderer, Hayden Clark had confessed to this murder but his confession was discredited because he suffers from paranoid schizophrenia which can, can cause a person to confess falsely to crimes but i find that a little suspicious because he was able to create a map showing where the body was found and he sent a drawing to a friend of his of a woman who was headless sprawled on her stomach on the beach so he knew more it's suspicious it's a little suspicious and I, I hate that he was he was discredited because of his mental illness because mm-hmm. he could have very well done it. Mm. And he, during his confession, he said that what police were looking for was buried in his grandfather's garden. So, I mean, would it hurt would to it dig hurt up the grandfather's go, garden? Right, We've already exhumed this woman like three times at this point. What's a garden? Right. What's a garden? Like, can we just look at the garden? And so he, but he was discredited. The police never took any further account into that. Um, and still as of today, the case is still open by the Massachusetts State Police. So even though we know who she is, mm-hmm. we still don't know who done did it. Who done did it? <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I know that's, it's a lot to take in. To poor lady had been exhumed four times, but fourth time's a charm. You know what? We finally got, we gave her a name. And that's what counts. Sometimes you just got to give somebody a name. At least she can be buried with a headstone with her name. With her skull this time. With her skull. And at least have that. I wonder if she has. She's buried at the St. Peter's Cemetery in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Ooh, when people search for St. Peter's Cemetery in Provincetown, we also get Lizzie Borden. Mm-hmm. We need to do her, too. Lots of axe killers. Oh, there's there's Hayden Clark. Hayden or Haddon? I'm not Haddon. too sure. I don't know. He looks like a freak. I didn't see a picture of him. I just saw the name. There he Yep, he's a freak. <laughs> Anyways, that was the Lady of the Dunes and how we're pretty sure we know who did it, but we're pretty sure we're not sure who did it. <laughs> we, but, it's either the husband or the serial killer. It's one or the or other. Or the husband that is a serial killer. We don't know. Right? And we'll have to talk about Mr. Moldovan later because that man, he are was you, a mess. Are you going to bring us kind of like a part two? I might. There we go. We'll look into mm, it. We're going to look into it. Okay. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.